Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. Let's kick this week's show off talking about the current title picture in the Legendary Fighting Federation. I'll start with a match that I couldn't get to last week. It happened after I recorded. This was the match to determine the number one contender for the Deep Six Championship. The two men in the match were... Brian Waitfort Schmidt and Rowdy Ron. Mr. Schmidt was playing Papa Wheelie. Rowdy Ron was playing Kid Thunder. I believe it's the flip Kid Thunder to Man Thunder, although I don't recall ever seeing the flip happen. I may have just missed it. In a match that quickly went to crowd meter two, with a couple schoolboys, I believe, being played. However, even though the match did go all the way up to Crowdmeter 2, it was a very one-sided match. The dice were just in Rowdy Ron's favor, and he was able to take the victory at Crowdmeter 2. So he will face the Deep Six champion, Bobby Ohio, at some point in the future. I have not seen a date or time announced for the match, but number one contender for the Deep Six championship is Rowdy Ron. Next championship I'm going to talk about, Lucky Cat Nico defended the LFF Tri-State Championship. Lucky Cat Nico currently living outside the territory, bringing the championship with her as she moved. The SRG BLSS on a quest to defeat her, bring the belt back to the Tri-State area. The first man he's matched up against her. The last of a dying breed, Mike D. Lucky Cat Nico, the champion with herself. Mike D, the challenger, playing Kaylee Sweet Pea Perry. This is a New York Rules match, so it starts at Crowd Meter 1, and it ends at Crowd Meter 1 with Lucky Cat Nico retaining. She's still the LFF Tri State champion. Her next contender is going to be the Wiser Wizard. Don't know when that's going to take place, but Lucky Cat Nico will be squaring off against the Wiser Wizard at some point in the future. We had a defense of the Tornado Tag Team Championship. We saw the Fireball, the champion with My Girls, take on the challenger, the collector Sean Loeb, using fashion popos. This was quite a long match. Went to crowd meter two in the end, rolling, I believe, a 22 the Fireball retains. He's still the LFF Tornado Tag Team Champion. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to all the winners, if I forgot to mention that. Friday, we had the big one on the line, folks. The World Heavyweight Championship of the Legendary Fighting Federation. The current champion, the Cannoli, with Nanook from the north, took on the challenger. He's held LFF gold multiple times. Robert the Brain Dunn playing as Robert the Brain Dunn. Once again, squares off in a big match. This match does not go very long. It ends at Crowd Minute Zero with the champion retaining. The Cannoli is still the LFF World Heavyweight Champion. Congratulations to Kim. 
That brings us to Sunday. There are two championships on Sunday. The first, the Midwest Coast Championship, is defended at the Rust Belt's Madness Creighton Alternate Art Card event. The champions, having been crowned the champions from the championship tournament, the Time Traveler Extraordinaires, the Frequent Flyer, and Colin the Chrononaut take on the challengers. Double the fun, the reluctant challengers, Matt Nealon and Funtime Bob. This is a long match that ends up going all the way to crowd meter four. The Frequent Flyer playing as Grim Librarian, the Chrononaut playing as the original Colt Cabana, Matt Nealon and Funtime Bob playing as themselves. In the end, the winners and new champions double the fun. What does this mean for the championship? I don't know. You have a team right now holding the Midwest Coast Tag Team Championships that does not want to even be a team. I don't know what this means for potential matches going forward. I can't imagine they're going to be easy to work with to try to schedule, to try to play. Dave Marisak is going to have a huge headache on his hands. That's why I didn't think the match to happen in the first place. We'll just have to see how he handles it. This match, of course, was also for the All-Ohio Tag Team Championships. I'm hearing that as a result of this match, the All-Ohio Tag Team Championship is being retired. It's being merged with the Midwest Coast Tag Team Championships, and that's the only belt going forward. I don't know if that's true. I will look into that and find more information about it, but that's what I'm hearing coming out of this match. And the last championship match took place late Sunday night. The United States Championship on the line. The champion, Teru the Shogun with Jay White, takes on the challenger, the Cheetah, with Danny Limelight. This was a relatively short match, ending at crowd meter zero with the winner and a new champion, the Cheetah. Congratulations to the Cheetah. He's the new United States Champion. As far as upcoming championships go, after the World Heavyweight Championship, there was an announcement that the next challenger for the cannoli will be Eddie Fury, the former hardcore champion getting a shot at the World Heavyweight Championship. Following this, the next contender for that belt, whether Eddie Fury or the cannoli wins, will be determined by a tournament. That tournament is supposed to have the signups go live Monday on Supershowthegame.com. So if you're interested in signing up for that tournament, look for that on the website going live March 14th as I record this. Other championships that have been announced. We know that the Triad Challengers are going to be Kirk Polka. And I'm also seeing that the Freak, a.k.a. RJ Bombshell is going to be a challenger. I thought it was going to be the main event, Stu Rainey, but apparently it's the Freak now. That could change because it feels like that other spot keeps changing. But those are the two challengers for the Nightmare King, the current triad champion. And then finally, as far as championships go, there's going to be a tournament to determine the next hardcore contender. The Hardcore Champion, Jeff McPeak, has announced that this coming Saturday, 
March 19th. He's hosting a hardcore invitational. 48 spots available signing up on supershowthegame.com. It will have the following format. In the first round, all 48 players will be randomly matched up into 24 tag teams, assuming the cap is reached. Random tag teams they will face off to go down to a group of 24. Those 24 players will square off in fatal four-way matches. That will bring the total down to six players. Those six players will be paired off into two triad matches, three and three. And then the, the winners of the triad matches will face off in a best of three series. Steel Cage first match, Liger's Den second match, and if necessary, Ring of Fire for the third and final match. That winner will take on Jeff McPeak the following Friday, which will be the 25th. And if the winner can beat Jeff McPeak, then he becomes the new Hardcore Champion, and presumably he will face Pat Mulligan at the Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo in late April. That is all I have right now for championship news. A couple related things. First, the general manager, John Clace, has announced the next date of the Faction Wars 4 draft. That date for the Faction Wars 4 draft will be Friday, September 16th. As of right now, he is going to stick with the format. Six players per team. Again, that's subject to change. September is a long way away, but September 16th is the date for the Faction Wars 4 draft. And since I went ahead and mentioned the Huntsville event, let's talk about the upcoming events. First, there was an event today as I record this, March 13th. I mentioned it earlier, talking about the Midwest Coast Tag Team Championship. The Madness creates an alternate art card event. This event, from what I understand, had 17 players, five rounds of Swiss, and then cut to a top eight. The finalists in the tournament were their frequent flyer, playing as Polly the Pigeon Pacone, and Michael Kerr, playing as Kenta. This match went to crowd meter four. The winner, the frequent flyer. Congratulations to the frequent flyer. He will get to create an alternate art card in Super Show the Game. There were also a couple of local championships on the line at that event. I don't have the results for those in front of me right now. Check out the Rust Belts posting about those if you're interested in the local championships that happened at the Madness event. As far as the upcoming events, I have three to talk about. The first. April 9th, one-day event, the Long Island Tabletop Gaming Expo. SRG Universe will be there, and they will be hosting a Creator Competitor event. If you'd like to go to this, Long Island Tabletop Gaming Expo is the name of the convention. It's only one day. It's only April 9th, as far as I've seen. You'd sign up on their website, and then when you show up, you'll just go 
to the event that SRG Universe is hosting. Later on that same month, there are two big conventions the same weekend, April 24th through the 26th. There's PAX East and Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo. SRG Universe has come out and said they will be at the Huntsville event. They will not at this point be at PAX East. I know there are some players that are going to PAX East. I don't know if there's going to be anything Super Show related going on there or not. But the actual company, SRG Universe, will only be, as of right now, at Huntsville. There haven't been any announcements made about the Huntsville event as of right now, other than we know that the Hardcore Championship, assuming Jeff McPeak wins the match March 25th, assuming he does, he will face Pat Mulligan. Pat Mulligan will challenge him for that belt at the Huntsville event. I would also not be shocked if we saw another Play Pure Championship tournament at the Huntsville event. Nothing's been announced, but I think that's a real possibility. The final event just announced a few days ago. The Rumble at the Refuge in Brunswick, Ohio. April 30th, 10 a.m. start time. This is a create-a-competitor event. $30 entrance fee. Currently available on supershowthegame.com. Under the event section, not the online event section, the event section, you can purchase your ticket. You also get three promos, three branded promos, when you go to the event. That's going to do it for events as of right now. The next story I'm going to talk about is the Kickstarter campaign. Before I get to that, looking at my notes, there was one championship thing I missed. The Gentleman in charge of the Intergalactic Championship, Dick Thunderlips, has announced the next defense of the Intergalactic Championship will be the Intergalactic Time Warp Birdcage of Doom. This will be a six-man birdcage match featuring the following competitors. Of course, the champion, the friend Kane, will be in the birdcage. He will be joined by the following challengers, Swaggy D, Rowdy Ron, Split, and Pat the Thinker. That's only five competitors. The sixth has not been announced yet. We don't know who that's going to be or how that last slot will be determined, how it will be filled. But we have five of the six competitors for the Intergalactic Time Warp Birdcage of Doom to determine who will be the Intergalactic Champion. Now let's talk about the Kickstarter campaign. As of right now, as I'm recording this on the night of March 13th, with 13 days to go in the campaign, the current amount of money pledged is $38,709. With 242 backers. We have still not been able to cross that 40,000 goal and unlock the Time Traveler Extraordinaires. We keep bouncing back and forth. I saw earlier in the week the pledge total was over 39,000, so it's dropped back down again. A little bit frustrating 
for those of us who want to get through and unlock more goals to see that we just can't get over that 40,000 hump right now. We will see if we can. They have released a lot more information. They've put out what's in the box set for the Time Warp box, the competitors, the cards. If you want to know what that is, go over to the Kickstarter campaign page, Time Warp, on kickstarter.com. It's under the updates. Check those out. I will urge people to pledge if they have not pledged. For players that would be interested in trying out Super Show the Game, the $30 tier is not a bad tier to get in. You're going to get a starter set. You're going to get two decks, four competitors just in that set alone, plus all of the stretch goals. Speaking of stretch goals, it costs nothing to help unlock the share goal and to help unlock the comment goal. So go to kickstarter.com, the Time Warp page, post comments under the comments tab. We need, I believe it's 300 unique comments to get that goal. Go to the SRG Universe Facebook page, not the discussion group, the page. Find the post about the Kickstarter that has the Kickstarter link. Share that post on social media. Each share helps unlock a backer goal. I want to say that's also 300 shares. If you want to back, if you want to back multiple times, you can sign up, create multiple accounts and do that. There is a backer goal at 400. That's up to you how much you want to pledge to the campaign, but that's something that's out there. There's also been an announcement from the 8-bit warrior Ant West that his competitor, the antagonist, is a potential stretch goal for the Super Show the Game, the Time Warp campaign. He posted the competitor and the finishes on the SRG Super Show discussion group on Facebook. Check that out there if you want to see that. But that is a competitor that could be unlocked if we can get the pledge goal higher. So if you haven't pledged, you're thinking about pledging, I think the $30 tier and the $90 tier, if you're interested in spending that kind of money, are both good tiers for players. You're going to get a lot of value at both those tiers. Probably the $30 tier, since there's only two unlimited tiers, the $30 tier I think is the better value. You are going to get the faction pack at the $90 tier. You are going to get, I believe, another competitor set. They're both good tiers if you want to get everything. The top unlimited tier is always kind of the bread and butter tier for these campaigns. Check out the page on Kickstarter. If you like it, if it looks like something you might want to get involved in, Pledge. That is going to do it right now for the Kickstarter campaign. Let's talk about the 2021 Creative Competitor competition. The new competitors for the competition for round one, match five, have been announced. The four competitors are Lauren Santiago, The Marshall, Tyler Epic, and Ed the Slasher Norman. The biographies for those were put up, I believe, earlier today, if not yesterday. So if you're interested in looking at those, check those out. I've seen promos from Lauren Santiago, and I've seen promos from Tyler Epic. Two from Santiago, 
one from Epic. Haven't seen anything from the other two, so not much is known about them. Their match will go live Wednesday, 10 p.m. Eastern, run for 48 hours. Stop Friday, 10 p.m. Eastern. I believe that's going to be from the 16th through the 18th. There will be a link posted in the discussion group to take you to the voting page. You can vote once per hour, every hour for the competitor you want. And we'll see who gets on to round two. After match five, there are going to be two more matches in the first round. The second match is going to end up being just a triad. One of the participants, the Nightmare King, left the contest because somebody made the Nightmare King in the game. Therefore, he doesn't need to be made in the creative competitor competition. That's why the last match will only have three competitors. It'll only be a triad, not a fatal four-way. Last year's runner-up, Vicious Vic Vandal, is also in the competition, but he is getting a bye as a result of his runner-up status. So we know for round two we'll have JAC, Time Bomb Tim, Fotista, Moonstar, and Vicious Vic Vandal. And then we'll see if one of these four, Lauren Santiago, the Marshal, Tyler Epic, or Ed, the Slasher, Normal, we'll see which one of these four join those five in round two. That's going to be interesting because it means we're going to have eight competitors in round two, which is enough to essentially, you know, have a bracket. We could go from eight to four to two. So will they add eight wild cards to make it a round of 16? I don't know. But since we have Vicious Vic now with a bye, there will be a top eight after this opening round. So I don't know if they're going to end up adding a bunch of wild cards or if it's just going to be the top eight. I would make it a top eight just because to me, the shorter the contest, the better it is. I've talked about that before. But we'll see. SR Universe likes to make things take a long time. They want this to drag out until August, until Gen Con. That's where we are with the 2021 CCC. The final bit of news from this week, before I talk about the online tournaments from the past week, the general manager had a fireside chat Friday night after the World Heavyweight Championship match. While some of the things he talked about I've already discussed, one thing I did not touch on yet, there are plans to make a fourth territory, a fourth regional territory in the Legendary Fighting Federation. As of right now, there are only three. The LFF Tri-State, the Deep South, and the Midwest Coast. There are plans to make a fourth territory a western territory. This will include some of the states currently in the Midwest Coast region. It will also include some of the states currently in the Deep South region. How that's going to actually break down, we don't know as of right now. We don't know what this territory is going to be called, but there are plans in the works to create a fourth territory covering the United States. With that, let's talk about the tournaments from this past week. I'll start Monday night. We had the Monday night boss fights, the SRG BLSS, with assistance from Chibi, and Prince Butters. 
puts on a tournament. From what I understand, there were 20 players in this. They cut to a top four. The semifinal matches were cage matches. The finals was a sticks, stairs, and chairs match. The finalists were Chris Pate as the Wreck and Jeremy Steigerwald as the Lucha Maniacal Uberstar with Chris Pate winning the event. Congratulations to him. The other men to make the top cut were Edo Ortiz as Jay White and the Cannoli as Cabana Man D. That's the Monday night event. Thursday, Chibi's Thursday night fights. 22 players. Four groups, two groups of six, two groups of five. Top two from each group advanced into the top cut. In the quarterfinal round, all the matches were played using the steel cage stipulation. In the semifinal round, the dark match stipulation was used. And the finals used the main event stipulation. The semifinalists here were Michael Kerr as Kenta and Time Bomb Tim as Ellis Taylor. The finalists were The Grump as Rob Graves and Carlos Lumbre as AJ Styles, with the winner being The Grump, Danny Thunder. Congratulations to The Grump. Congratulations to Chris Pate, if I forgot to mention that. Saturday night, the SRG boss hosts a pop-up event. From what I understand, there were three groups, seven players per group. Then there was a cut to apparently a top six with two players getting a bye into the semifinals. In the first round of the top cut, the stipulation was a special guest referee match with Madman Fulton as the special guest referee. The semifinal matches also featured a special guest referee, Public Enemy Number 1. The finals was a brand new stipulation, a first blood match. I don't have any details about the first blood match, other than just it's a brand new stipulation. The top four in this event were, in fourth place, Playing as Neptune, Piglet. In third place, playing as the Rising Sun, the Judge, Tim Riley. The finalists were the Cheetah, playing as Lay Penguin, and Chris Pate, playing as the Wreck. The winner, winning the first ever First Blood match, Chris Pate as the Wreck. Congratulations to him as of right now. As far as events coming up on SuperShowTheGame.com, currently on the website under online events, there is nothing listed for this week coming up. We do, of course, have the Rumble at the Refuge event coming up. That is posted. If you can come out to Brunswick, Ohio on April 30th, that's where you would sign up there, $30 again. That's going to do it for all the news from this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I'm still looking for followers for Outlaw Mudcast on Twitter, at Outlaw Mudcast. If you have a Twitter and you have not followed, 
I would appreciate it if you did. If you don't have a Twitter, don't worry about signing up for Twitter just for that. I'd like to thank all of you for listening, and a good day.